the Back Fence with Tony Kemp. Well, 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 well. State of Origin is just around the corner, Louis. In fact, literally less than a month away. So now's the time to start dusting off your blues and your maroons and consider how your team will look come Game 1 on the 31st of May. To be honest, the NRL season so far has absolutely dominated the fan experience in 2023. So I'm wondering, when Origin finally comes around, does it further convert disgruntled rugby union supporters? Supporters who are now disinterested in a game that is lacking both the excitement and the contest that we know that NRL delivers week in and week out. Apart from the game between the Crusaders and the Chiefs on the weekend, does anyone have that intense desire to switch on the box to watch a game that has basically created a massive handbook of rules which you need a degree to understand. So back to my point regarding Origin. Is this year's Origin going to be more defining for that sports uh, stakeholder who tunes in than it has been in previous years? For me, the powers that govern rugby need to drastically design a more free-flowing, exciting game. A game that eradicates the endless stop-start performance we experience today. And if not, then the new crossover supporters will spend their viewing minutes supporting Origin, as well as the NRL, for many years to come. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Yes, yes it will. Imagine, Kempe, if 2022 Origin Series happened this year. The gap, the, the opportunity has never been more wide open, which is funny because it's a Rugby World Cup year and usually this is the one year of the four that rugby can really dominate. And you've mentioned this to me before. It's a Rugby World Cup year and somehow the the mind is wandering. And then you think about what uh, the state of origin has been able to do and how they've been, uh, sorry, the NRL has been able to do the way that they've been able to have this amazing parity in competition and give every team a chance. Last year, Queen, just a refresher, Queensland won the first game 16-10 in a brutal, bloody affair. Then New South Wales sorted themselves out. Freddie got them up 44-12. You were thinking, gee whiz, Gee whiz, Queensland could be in trouble here if they put that together. And then that third game of State of Origin was one of the best games of sport I've ever seen any code, any sport, any continent, any time, 22-12. If they get half of that this year, there's going to be rugby fans licking their lips going, I know it's a Rugby World Cup year, but this is just blatantly the better product. And I've got to say, again on the weekend, I've noticed the crossover crowd. You know what I mean? Like the people that have just gone, well... It's actually better to come to a tribal atmosphere uh, with a crowd. And I'll just give you the average ground crowd of the NRL, 40,000 obviously, Brisbane on Friday night. Like that's, you can't compete with that. But the average ground crowd, so people that actually go to the game, is sure. 20,000 across the NRL in the first nine rounds. And that is phenomenal given the fact Very that good. they can actually watch that on Sky as well. So if you've got 20,000 people average going to games, imagine how many people are actually watching it, which means that there's a big crossover crowd. And in, and for me in a World Cup year, the opportunities that they're missing in rugby union to promote their game, is uh, it's abundant. Like, I'll tell you, one of the socials I, I watched yesterday was a a, uh, a podcast with Aaron Smith on it, with Nuggie on it. Well. Yep. They had Nuggie, so you'd think Nuggie this year would be promoting the World Cup. It's all about the World Cup. It's always a rugby league podcast about which players in rugby league would be great at rugby <laughs> union. <laughs> and, and that's why I wrote my off-the-back fence, because I went, well, if you've got your All Blacks talking about rugby league in a World Cup year, what are NZR doing to promote 
rugby union in this country, which means we're missing opportunities to hold their own podcast to say, this is probably the biggest year that we've got in rugby coming up because we need to go up there and get through the rounds against Ireland and France to win the World Cup. How good would that be if we could do that? And I just think that at the moment, you've got people sitting on the fence going, well, if they don't hurry up and get their act together, rugby league and Volandis and Abdo at the moment, even talking about this 18th team coming in franchise, mate, they've got, they've got media content and rights and people's uh, choice of sport in the palm of their hands. And rugby for me, needs to hurry up and get something done. Yeah, and it's not for us right now to try and uh, dissect and, well, figure out exactly the plethora of rugby's issues and, and what's wrong with the game. The, the, the cold hard fact is what the point, I guess. 8,700 people was the official crowd number on Friday night, and what I've been told wasn't a terrible night in Wellington for the second place team versus the fourth Brumbies, Hurricanes, 8,700. You're telling me the average game, not the biggest game, the average game is 20,000? 20,000. So they've averaged the numbers out across the first eight, nine rounds. It's 20,000. Wow. I mean... It's phenomenal. Seriously, it's it's going from strength to strength. Bums on seats. And, yeah, back to your your initial question, Kempe. Will State of Origin widen the gap? Wow. I can't see how it won't. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota together with Shaping and Building New Zealand.